is Papa Shango. And you are listening to Icopod. Beware of Papa Shango. Beware of Voodoo. And definitely beware of Icopod. <laughs> back with episode 154 of Icopod. I am Bob Collin Jr. With me as always is Austin Skinner and Dallas Gridley. And fellas, we are coming out of In Your House 3. How are we feeling as we head into In Your House 4? You know, not bad, I guess. Riveting. (laughs) you know, I, I was looking back on some of the stuff, you know, I'm, I'm making the, the posts for In Your House and everything, and, like, not a lot happened. Like, I, I'm going to pretend that we're resetting it. This is a different WWF today. And who knows? We we have another In Your House coming up. We're probably going to know the whole card by today's episode, and it's gonna, not going to make any sense. So there's not a whole lot to look forward to in the WWF at this time, at least for me. Well, how can you say nothing really happened? We had the controversial uh, tag team title switch where Sean and Diesel won. And we had Bret Hart get revenge on the evil pirate dude. You can stop after Sean and Diesel, buddy. And Sid beat the pig farmer guy. And the teacher beat the bad dude. Yeah, and so like I said, not a lot happened. Uh, Diesel and Sean are tag champs, but I have a sneaking suspicion that this episode of Raw, that might no longer be the case. Um, I guess for me, I don't know, I'm going to disagree. I think that, uh, you know, following the pay-per-view, which on paper and in the lead-up was fucking dumpster fire, um... The execution wasn't horrible. I mean, we've seen some bad in your houses and some bad pay-per-views for the year. I would unfortunately kind of stack this one somewhere closer to the top of the pile rather than the bottom. Again, not saying much because the rest of the year has been uh, hot garbage, if not a dumpster fire in and itself. Um, but I don't know. I, I do feel like we're on a slight uptick. Maybe not, you know, mm. anything to write home about. But I do feel like we're slowly transitioning into a point where, hey, we're gonna guy, we're gonna give you guys something. I, I mean, they can only pass with nothing for so long, especially with the emergence of Nitro 
Um, the more, you know, garnered success of the WCW pay-per-views with Hogan and, and friends. Um, I do think, and I do feel, especially coming off of the last in your house last week, I do feel like there's a little bit of momentum in the WWF's corner, which is something I can't say that I felt in a long time. Maybe that's me being optimistic. Maybe that's me applying what we've seen thus far compared to, say, a 93 or a 94 and using my best judgment of kind of time frame. But I do feel like we are slowly, you know, turtle-esque heading in a higher direction. Now, whether or not that's going to come to full fruition tonight, you know, I doubt it. Will it come to full fruition for the next pay-per-view? Probably not. But I do think the spark has maybe almost been lit. Like, the match is getting closer to the to the fuse. So, I will disagree there in saying that, you know, nothing really happened. I, for some reason, I do feel like we're going to get something, you know, moving forward. And then, really, they're not going to have a choice. I mean... Once the Royal Rumble hits, which is only a couple of months away, we lead right into WrestleMania, and they cannot afford, they cannot afford to have another WrestleMania 11, and I don't think they're dumb enough to do so. So I do think they're going to be forced into lighting that fuse and hopefully sending us onto the fast track to 1996. So I am holding out hope, and I do feel like all things considered, going into the pay-per-view and now coming out of it, I think we came out better than we went in. Well, it's good to know that Austin's suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> well, so what I was like, okay, if you compare this in your house to the others, yes, this one was better. Was it as bad of a show as we expected? No. Did anything happen? No. Like, no- nothing happened in the show. So I, don't, I, don't, I guess I don't understand where you think there is an upswing. I guess uh, maybe there's that excitement of, okay, what is going to happen with Diesel and Sean? Yeah, but exactly. Like, but I guess if, like, that's it, then... Yeah, I but you got to understand, before we had nothing. We have something. I, guess, I mean, I guess if we can consider that an yeah, but beggars swing. can't be choosers, man. We have something, and that's what I said. We have something. Well, I guess it ta- it's easier to please... Um, you and I guess in this case and me and I thought I was the easy one to please out of the three of us. I don't know. I'm just trying to keep WWF optimistically. Again, I'm not watching Nitro, so I have nothing to compare it to, and I think that's playing a big part in my views at this point. Well, uh, if you were watching Nitro, I'm sure you'd be like, "Wow, WWF sucks." Well, and that's the thing, and that's kind of why I'm glad I'm not because again, this is a WWF podcast. So I'm glad that, you know, I'm kind of holding that flagpole um, because somebody has to. And again, compared to just WWF stuff, I I, I don't know. I I guess that's where my views are coming in. Competition's good for the heart. Absolutely. You can't settle for mediocrity. If you're a WWF fan, you can. Yeah, well, you shouldn't be. This is all pretty ironic because you've always kind of identified as a WCW guy. Oh, I am 100%. There's yeah, no so doubt kinda, about that. That's kind of funny. Um, just trying to, uh, you know, 
keep a keep a foothold in the WWF. Do you see yourself ever switching over to to watching WCW for the podcast? Yeah. No. No, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. It's so much more fun when you have both of them going on, so you can see what's going on. Yeah, no, I know, and and that's what you guys are doing. <laughs> yeah, but why can't you do it? Because I don't split my attention, Bob. It's one thing or nothing. Okay, that's the well, kind of I I'm think, a loyalist, I, buddy. I think in more ways than one, we've learned that's not necessarily true, Austin. So, well, so so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how that work out, motherfucker? <laughs> well. Anyway, yeah, um, a shit now, show. But generally, generally, I like to dip into my nitro uh, before we watch the podcast, not during like Bob. Bob likes to uh, double team it. Uh, needless yeah, to say, there's nothing wrong with a double team, man. No, absolutely not. Yeah, um, double the fun. For me, for me, the nitro part of it isn't only an escape or to find an escape, but it's it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And uh, being on here and watching a Raw with you guys as well is giving me the opportunity to now do both. So I think it's a lot of fun to do both. Well, and I guess that's a good point too. So for me, it's like the shoes on the other foot. I've pretty much seen the WCW stuff. I mean, there's definitely holes and there's definitely stuff that I'm like not immediately familiar with. But at this time, I'm much more familiar with the WCW stuff than I am with the WWF stuff. So for me, I'm kind of trying to keep that optimism because, again, it is stuff I've never seen uh, directly, you know, sequentially. So for me, I'm trying to keep that enjoyment because, again, I know as hard as it is week to week sometimes, this is what the podcast is. So for me, it's like, Seeing it with fresh eyes and stuff, I'm sure, like, Bob, I can't imagine going through this freaking bullshit if I were him. Like, if I were him, I would have quit already. Um, The fact that I haven't seen a lot of this stuff sequentially, week to week, leading into pay-per-views, is something that keeps me around. And maybe that's a bad bias to have, but it is one that I do have and I do recognize. So I'll own up to that, no problem. And I think that's one of the reasons why I am able to say, you know what, I can put WCW aside is because, again, I'm just more readily familiar with that. I kind of know the gist of this time period. I'm just more interested to see, like, roughly what both people, what both shows are doing at the same time. And I think that's the unique part of it. And I think that is what you guys will bring, which is great. Again, I just, for me, it's like, as our listeners know, I have a hard time uh, digesting a lot of this stuff as it is. So if I'm like constantly seeing this show that's like way better, the less likely I am to enjoy my time watching what we're watching. So I just don't want to do that to myself. I'd rather, you like, ignorance is bliss, right? That's what I'm, that's what I'm going through. Like... For me, right now, WWF 95, is that's all there is to watch. There's nothing else going on. That's how I'm choosing to go through the podcast. Yeah. Well, that's there's nothing wrong with that. And there's probably a lot of fans that were exactly like that yeah. to begin with. So, uh, But unfortunately, for those fans, there are two companies, WWF and WCW. So how about we get into some Observer Notes 
regarding some things that are going on in both WCW and WWF. Uh, first off, in your house, number three, 49% of the readers considered it a thumbs-up show. 41.8 thumbs down and 0.92% in the middle. Oh. Uh, don't we usually hear more in the middle or no? Uh, yes, it's not usually cut and dry like that. Right. It's That's usually, it would be like 51 up, 30 in the middle, you know, and 20 or whatever, 19. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. very, you know, it's not very like concrete on how people feel about it. Huh. I think that split's pretty interesting because that means either people really, like they probably enjoyed it enough to, I would say they what like really liked it or they really didn't like it or else they would have voted in the middle. So it's pretty interesting that it's that divided uh, you know, between the readers. And, and here's the thing. I'm going to credit WCW for a little of that. It's kind of making people jump off the fence post. And it's like, listen, do you like this shit or not? Because if not, now you get to watch something else. Yeah. So, so I think I'm going to kind of tip a cap to them for that. At the same time, I can't remember, but even though it's not in the positives... Bob, isn't that 43% thumbs up more than we've had in a while for a WWF pay-per-view? Uh, it was 49% that was thumbs up. Oh, okay. But, yeah. I mean, SummerSlam, I think, was a high. Oh, wow. 95. SummerSlam 95, I believe, was pretty high. Oh, I guess we can't judge anything on that, then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. well, regardless. Uh, the best match was Brett against Lafitte. Got 121 mm. votes. The tag ma- the tag main event got 13. The worst match was Waylon Mercy and Savio Vega. And the second worst match was Sid against Henry Godwin. Yeah. Well, and Dallas, didn't you mention that that's probably the last time we see Waylon Mercy on camera? Well, that's the last time we are going to see him as he does appear once more, I think, on Superstars, and then it is house shows after that. Okay. So we will not see him unless they yeah. show his Superstars thing. And if I remember correctly, it was like a match between like him and Diesel or something very, very weird oh. like that. So yeah, I, think it, I think it is Diesel. Um, okay, well, regardless, I mean, for the whole Waylon Mercy thing, just to kind of put a bow on it, for me, it's, like, interesting if he was a manager coming in. Bring Waylon Mercy in as a manager guy. No problem. He could take a bump here or there, if if that. To bring him in with this vignette package a couple of weeks leading up, as if he's going to make this splash, and then him virtually having both knees blown out from match number one, very silly. So, like, the interest is there, and, like, the look is fine. As a full-time roster guy, absolutely not. And I do think he was a flop experiment, personally. I would say he was a failure. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that was, uh, that was, it was even worse than I was anticipating. The, the, the yeah. He couldn't yeah. move. Like, if he could at least move, <laughs> like, he'd barely walk. I mean... You know, and I agree with that because, like, thinking back, Waylon Mercy, I, I don't think I've ever seen any of his matches, but, like, the way people talk about him and, like, kind of hype him up as, like, oh, what could have been. I thought he could wrestle a little bit still. Like, dude, no. He, well, he, there's back no when way. he was Dan Spivey. 
Well, and that's the thing. And that's kind of what I was always in the notion of like, oh, he, you know, he was towards the tail end of his career, but yeah. not off to that degree. Yeah. And it was. Yeah, I mean, he was. He was cooked. He was absolutely cooked. By the time <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good one to put it, Bob. There's <laughs> <laughs> just no way. I was trying to think of a better word, but he was. No, off. that's perfect. Yeah. He was on the grill a little too long. Yeah. Uh, Johnny B. Bad over in WCW. He injured his ribs, but he should be fine for Halloween Havoc. Speaking of Halloween Havoc, there is a projected card here. So I'll just run through this real quick. Hulk Hogan defending the title against the Giant. But he'll also be competing against the Giant in a monster truck match. So, that's going to be a shit show. Fuck. Uh, Ric Flair is going to team with Sting to take on Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman. Randy Savage will be in singles action against Kamala. The television champion Diamond Dallas Page will defend against Johnny B. Bad. Lex Luger squares off against Meng. Road Warrior Hawk takes on Kurosawa. And then Sabu would be battling Jerry Lynn or Mr. JL. That is the uh, rough estimate of a card here for Halloween Havoc. I thought it was going to go way downhill way faster. So you start real low with Monster Truck Match. <laughs> yeah. And then, there, I mean, there's a couple rough things, but that actually is not too bad. You know, yeah, I would agree too. And even at this, like in 95, dude, Monster Truck, like that's a huge thing in 95. Grave digger, dude, so big, and like they're coming to the towns all the time. They're doing a ton of shows and drawing a ton of money. So I, you know, that's excusable to me, because it's like an attraction thing. Like okay, yeah. WCW, Southern Wrestling, you know, Monsters Trucks, Southern Entertainment kind of deal, whatever. That's fine. Um, for a card, Halloween Havoc, there might be some sleepers in there, some matches that you don't expect to be good. And typically with WCW pay-per-views, at least the last couple, like there's been just not, you know, very thin. And then maybe one or two matches that we're like kind of interested in. Um, So I'd say for a Halloween Havoc card, that sounds pretty good. Your guys' reaction surprised me. I think Halloween Havoc 95 is a pay-per-view that I've maybe watched one time. I don't think I've even watched that. Oh yeah, probably one time. Yeah, so, one time. I don't maybe I don't know if the card changes up going into it or something, but I just remember it not being all that great. Well, just off the top of my head, I don't know why. Like Sabu, Mr. JL might be good. You well, know. yeah, but they're probably gonna get like four minutes. Right. Um, good ass four minutes. Just a car crash, probably. Yeah. DDP and fucking who did you say? Johnny B. Bad. Yeah, that might be good. Yeah, that could be good. And then I guess Flair and Singh against Anderson Pillman. But then after that, it's like nothing. Well, yeah. So that's why I was like, some of the matches I think sounded really interesting. I don't know why, but that tag team match like really was like, oh, okay. Like I I feel like I need to see that. So. You got me more excited for Halloween Havoc than me watching the Nitros starting to lead into. I mean, I know it's early, but I, I, I'm pumped for this projected card. I'm interested to see what ends up 
happening and where it turns out. Yeah, I don't think it's terrible if that's kind of where we land. <clears throat> I'm just really surprised. Hopefully it uh, it ends up surprising me when we eventually have to watch it. <laughs> well, before Halloween Havoc, though, there was Fall Brawl. And as of this recording, we technically have not watched Fall Brawl yet. But right. uh, there are some numbers for what it may have done here. It got a .48 buy rate, which would be the lowest rating for a pay-per-view that Hogan has ever been on for WCW. Mm. So maybe War Games ain't much of a draw when you're going against the Dungeon of Doom, brother. I, I mean, I can't imagine why. Yeah. Uh, Kamala, who was previously, previously mentioned for Halloween Havoc, is most likely going to be done following Halloween Havoc, so I can't imagine uh, he'll be victorious in that match. <laughs> <clears throat> so he'll, he won't be sticking around too long. Uh, the World Wrestling Federation has tried to talk Adam Bomb and Jeff Jarrett into returning. Bomb flat turned them down, though. But they're All right, to, yes. They're still trying to work on Double J, so we'll see how that works out. And you know what, man? Good for Adam Bomb for fucking standing up and saying, middle finger, buddy, because you destroyed my career while I was with you. So, yes. Yeah, he knew, good. he knew it wasn't going to get any better for him. Good. I'm so, you know what? I there's nothing more than I'd like to see Adam Bomb come back and just kick ass and be like a fucking at least higher, you know, mid card guy. But that's absolutely not going to happen. So I'm so glad for him for recognizing that at this time and being like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Such a bummer that he didn't end up doing better. For sure. Uh, two weeks ago, I kind of mentioned the Diesel. Jean-Pierre Lafitte fiasco that happened in Montreal. Well, there's more to that issue, apparently. So on September 16th, Lafitte hit a top rope leg drop and landed directly on Diesel's face, (coughs) which pissed Diesel off. So he (laughs) delivered a few stiff shots, and then he hit the powerbomb for the win. Uh, That match did not take place in Montreal, so apparently Lafitte didn't have a problem doing the uh, clean finish. Oh, uh, but uh, any issues that may have been happening between those two around this time may have been resolved. So there might be nothing to have to worry about there. Good. And here's the last bit of news, which I thought was kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys will know who this is, but uh, go with anyway here. Uh, Tom Brandy, who uh, <sighs> would later be known as Salvador Sincere, Johnny Gunn, in WCW fame with Tom Zank, uh, was contacted about coming in to do a motorcycle cop gimmick similar to Eric Estrada's character on Chips. Oh, God. And that's to be coming into the WWF, I should point out. When was Chips? Like the 70s or like the 80s? Uh, I think it was the late 70s. Dude, that is so stupid. I used to love watching that show with my grandpa. Oh my god! I'm pr- I want to say. Well, you can date it with. I like to watch it with my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was reruns, asshole. It's like mash. Well, no, I, well, I know it was reruns, Bob, but I mean, come on. Jesus. Let's see here. It ran from yeah September fifteenth, nineteen seventy seven to May first, nineteen eighty three. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, should probably skip out on the chips gimmick. Seeing as it's uh, 1995, the later half. Yeah. Can't imagine that would really get over at this time. 
It's it's just such a shame because you can so tell, like it's so obvious that like the string pullers and the shot callers in the WWF are older white men. Like they don't know what's hip or like in style <laughs> at this time or like pop cult. There's so much crazy shit going on in the early, mid and late nineties In late nineties. They finally catch on. But like, there's so much stuff they could be doing with gimmicks and no, stuff. See, that's that's where you're. That's where you're not right. The people in power right here in '95, they didn't catch up in 1999 and late '90s. There was a guy named Vince Russo that did. Well, and and that's kind of what I was getting to. Right, but the guys that are in power right now, here in '95, like Vince McMahon and Bruce Pitchard, are the same guys that are in charge here today in 2021. And it shows. Right. So um, they're not aware of what's going on in 95. They're not aware of what's going on here in 2021. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, like <clears throat> like I said, once they kind of get to the late 90s and they have Vince come in, who's definitely got his finger way more on the pulse of what's going on right now, which is exactly what they needed. Um, it's just so obvious that they're – I would say that Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon at this time, let alone what's going on today – are about 10 years behind where they should be mentally for like what's mm. what's in and what's in style. Like what's cool. Like uh, in Vince's yeah. head in 95, he probably thinks a chips gimmick is like wicked fucking cool. Yeah. No, that makes sense because if the show ended in 83, you know, probably 1985 it might work. Yeah. If you don't do it directly after the show's run, but not in 1995. Exactly. Yeah. So I can see that. Which is like the same, like think of Razor Ramon. Like, oh, why is Razor Ramon getting over? That doesn't make sense. He's a bad guy. And then you fucking squash him. And it's like, in the meantime, let's push Lex Luger, who nobody wants, as if it's 1985. And like, no, it's just not how wrestling works at this time. I don't know. It's just, to me, it doesn't make any sense. No, I, I understand what you're getting with. Uh, that's all there was for Observer Notes. There's one house show here for the World Wrestling Federation, and it took place in Toronto, Ontario, at the Maple Leaf Gardens on September 17th. So obviously this was about a week before the pay-per-view. There was no house shows leading into it. Uh, there was 5,500 in attendance. It featured the following matches. Barry Horowitz defeating Skip. Isaac Yankum, DDS, defeating Aldo Montoya. The Smoking Guns defeated King Kong Bundy, who was a substitute for Owen Hart, oh. and WWF Tag Team Champion Yokozuna. Fatu defeated Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Dean Douglas was victorious over 1-2-3 Kid. Hunter Hearst Helmsley pinned Henry Godwin. The Undertaker defeated Kama in a casket match. WWF Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels pinned Psycho Sid. And in the main event, WWF World Champion Diesel pinned Wayland Mercy. Oh. There's that match. Yeah. I'm just waiting to hear what somebody says first. Well, I think we know Dallas is going because there's a casket match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Front row. Uh, I would also like the VIP meet and greet where I get to take my chair home. Oh, my Lord. No, I don't, um, think, I don't think I'm going to that one. You don't think? Jesus. I hope not. No. That's I think it's funny that bullshit. I think it's funny that Lafitte's doing a house a house show job when he's got a pay per view match coming up to Fatu. Well, 
What's the logic in that? I don't know. They're not in Montreal. <laughs> oh, right. They're still punishing him on the tour. They're like, hey, hey, buddy, remember how you lost the last six shows? You got to keep losing. Yeah. And what is the who fucking King Kong Bundy? Just put Bulldog in there like you did on the pay-per-view. Well, I mean, if you want the guns to win, you're probably just going to have Bundy take the fall. So. That's annoying. That's Get awesome. him out of here. He's fired. Uh, I'm probably not going to go to that show. Oh, yeah. Okay. You think, buddy? Well, I'm just saying, if there was a better main event, I'd probably think No, fuck. It. That whole card is garbage. Oh, wait, is, it, is it bad, though, that the main event is also what like made me go, ah, nope. <laughs> right. Well, like, it wasn't great. But then the main event, I said, okay. Two yeah, guys who can't event... bend their knees? No thanks. Right. What's he do? A big, a couple big boots. Waylon gets him in the headlock for about two seconds. Pushes off. He does another big boot. It'd be he nothing does... but forearm shots all match. Knees yeah, in the corner. you don't like that, dude? No, I don't like that. Well, dude. you don't know wrestling, dude. <laughs> I don't know what entertaining good wrestling is. You're right. How dare I? Can we please, I, I don't know when or where or why, but can we please some, oh, how long did that main event go? It doesn't have a time. Okay, well, we have time for it because some point in our lives together, we're all going to sit down and watch that. Ugh. I demand it and so do the people. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't. I don't think it's available on the internet to watch. No, oh, no, 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 buddy. Shoot. You didn't even fucking look. Dude. I. You know what? I. Uh, <laughs> wait. Let me just. Yep. Not nothing oh, there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're just gonna let continue me just... on here. Yeah. <laughs> well, did, wait. Didn't you? Do you know Bob is like super famous in the tape trading lands? So he would know. Exactly. No yeah. 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 You know, yeah. it's crazy. It's that's actually the one episode of Superstars that was apparently damaged. Uh, shortly after it was uh, uh, broadcast, and then everybody that was involved in tape trading forgot to tape that one episode. So it's actually the only show that the WWF has sole possession of, and no one's ever recorded it. So when are we watching it? Is the question. We are not going to ever watch that. <laughs> well, we'll watch it the next time uh, you come up, and we can all go into Bob's apartment. Oh, okay. I'll no, you know, you know so what? So it might we'll... be a while, but we could do it then. We'll watch it the same day that we finish the SummerSlam 92 episode. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment on that. It sounds, it sounds like an exciting day. Yeah. Uh, if you are a longtime listener, you'll understand the joke. But this is not a joke. It's time to get into the September 25th edition of Raw. And if you're going to watch along with Nitro, remember to get to the 10 second mark on nitro as soon as raw hits 10 seconds i hit play on nitro because that just makes the most sense to me and i don't have to worry about it uh all right you guys ready to do this or what this is the first time that raw and nitro are going against each other live it's a very important thing to Mm -hmm. mention here yep so let's see what raw has to do here coming out of a pay-per-view against monday night nitro you guys ready to do this or what Yep. Yeah, I guess, dude. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to count down from five. When I say play, I'm going to hit the play button for Raw. And then again, when Raw gets to 10 seconds, which will mean nothing's really happened, I will then go mm. to Nitro and hit play, where also nothing else has happened. So here we go. Five, four, three, 
two, one, play. Let's hope mine doesn't die. My, mine's sort of buffered. I got a little nervous, but we're good. Yeah, mine went slow, too. Getting that good opening for Monday Night Raw. Ah, we're fucking buffering, son of a bitch. <laughs> You'd think a billion-dollar company would have its crap together, you know? That's impossible. Obviously. Now, tonight we're going to get Undertaker against the British Bulldog, which is what they had mentioned. And now we're seeing footage from In Your House 3. Undertaker versus British Bulldog. How long do you think it goes? 12 minutes. Get the fuck out of here. There is Diesel hitting the powerbomb on Owen Hart, who was not involved in the match legally. And they won the tag titles. Damn it. I got to refresh my freaking page. Earlier today on Raw, Jim Cornette was yelling at Gorilla Monsoon with his lawyer. And that lawyer would be Clarence Mason. Oh, him again? I don't have we seen him before? I don't know, maybe not, but either way, I don't like so. him. I'm pretty sure this is Clarence Mason's debut. Well, tell him to go back home. Yeah. Now. So Owen and Yoko are getting the belts back, but they will be defending them here tonight. Now we're getting the raw opening. I hate this. I don't like this one. I like it better, the old one. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I like this one. I like that it like it's not just little still photos with fucking filters put over them. They weren't still photos. They were action shots. Yeah. Well, I don't like that. I'm just gonna disagree with everything you say tonight, Bob. Okay. Well, it wouldn't be the first time, you asshole. Dude, my network fucking sucks right now. What is going on? It's Florida, dude. Yeah, probably, actually. I know that over here on Nitro, Dallas would be having a fucking raging boner because it's Alex Wright against Disco Inferno. There's a barn burner. Dallas, you're trying to talk, but you've muted yourself, so you can't tell us what you're saying. Okay, I w- I've been have I been muted for a long time because I, when I played Nitro, I was afraid it was going to start playing the audio. Yeah, so you've definitely been muted the entire time. I thought you were not, just purposely not talking. Oh, no. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. See, now this is why I didn't read the description because I what wanted to see his genuine reaction. What is going on here? Marty Janetti. You returned. gotta be shitting me, dude. Yeah, Marty Jenny's back in the World Wrestling Federation. We're, you're just saying it casually? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's here. Yeah. No! Austin, this is like the fifth time that he's returned. And guess what? I'm excited for the fifth time since he's oh, returned. God, this guy. Fucking A. Who's he facing? Let's see it. I, I believe, well, I'll, we can see it. I saw him in the ring, but... Hey, look, we got match graphics back. Thank the Lord. What is our time check? Oh, fuck, Skip. Yeah. What, yep. What's your guys' time check at? 
Uh, Raw, I'm at three minutes and 55 seconds. Okay, oh, I'm so. two. Se- I might be a second or two ahead of you. So I am too, so that's fine. Right. Uh, I really, really don't like that Marty Jannetty's just got a generic, like, workout tank top on. No, you know, you know what he looks like right now? He looks like, if you were to go to the gym, he looks like the guy running around the track really unnecessarily fast. Like a Richard Simmons type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Marty Jannetty here looks like the... <laughs> Looks like you know the the Ric Flair knockoff guy, Buddy Landell. No, Rick Rogers. No, the guy in the Indies right now. I know you're talking about. I can't think of his name. Something Lee. Like oh, Nature Boy Paul Lee. You know that guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marty Jannetty looks like the Nature Boy Paul Lee of Bret Hart right now. And I don't like that, but I do like that it's Marty Jannetty. Yeah, he's got to lose the top. He looks a little chunky. That's well, what I was just thinking. Well, that's probably why he's got the top on, guys. Let's be real here. He also yeah. looks a little drunky. Well, he probably just got done taking care of a body before he came out for this match. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? When WCW has a major debut like Lex Luger, the WWF is probably like, you know what? Marty Jannetty is on the same level. We'll have him just come out of nowhere on Raw. On Raw. When's uh, when's the last time we saw Marty on Raw? Uh, that would have, have the spring of 94. So even if we say a year and a half, this dude looks yeah. like he's aged 10 years since then. Yeah, we haven't seen him since before King of the Ring 94. I know that. Yeah, he looks really like old. He just looks like a creepy uncle there when he hugged Sonny. He does. Right. That's what Marty Jannetty looks like. Yeah. He does look mm-hmm. like a creepy uncle. He's over, though. The people are popping for him. They are. I mean, I don't know if they're popping for the fact that Sonny slaps Skip and then he's reacting like a creepy uncle would in the ring and everything. I don't know. I like seeing Marty Jannetty. Even though all the negative things I just said. I appreciate Marty Jannetty. You bring Marty Jannetty back before fucking King Kong Bundy, you dicks. Come on. Yeah, I don't even know what Marty was really doing. Well, he, he had a few shots in ECW. I know that. Oh, well, I'm sure, I, yeah, I'm sure he did have a couple. I'm not yeah, talking about alcoholic beverages, Dallas. Oh. I'm talking about matches. Oh, Guys, stop being mean to Marty Jannetty, okay? I like Marty. I, I don't mind Marty. I have nothing bad to say about him. I'm just making jokes because it's Marty. I like Gennady. when Marty asks, "Hey, is it, is should I should I fuck no. my daughter?" <laughs> no, no, stop. Those are guys. Did that happen on WWF TV? No, so don't. No, <laughs> got red yeah, power bomb by but, Skippier. But are you friends with Marty Jannetty on Facebook? Because if you're not, you should be. <laughs> I was, but I deleted him because he's annoying. Oh, yeah, he's fucking nuts. Yeah. Oh, god damn it. Oh. We're going off the rails quick here, folks. We got Shane Douglas standing at the top of the ramp taking notes on a yellow legal pad. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it Shane Douglas on WDF television? No, it's Dean Douglas. Yeah, well, I wish, buddy. Yeah. But isn't that funny that he's taking notes on Skip because, uh, hey, in ECW in a couple of years, they're going to be buddies. So. 
Well, I'm saying is uh, is Alex Wright already beat Disco Inferno? So, are you are you watching it too? Dan? I am watching along with oh. you. I am. Um, and I'll tell you what, that was probably the best Disco Inferno match I've ever seen. I'll get fucked, okay, buddy. Hey. Disco Inferno, Inside Out, Clothesline by uh, Skip. There. What the fuck is Hulk Hogan doing? <laughs> no, no, that's Skip, Bob. I know they both have blonde hair. I know, it's an honest mistake. But Hulk Hogan was just doing neck presses with the championship belt, and he's got a neck brace on. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> well, because the giant, uh, we haven't watched Fall Brawl, but he attempts to break Hogan's neck. So he's oh, got right. a neck brace on. Right. And he he, tell, he tells Jimmy Hart he wants to rip off the neck brace, but Jimmy Hart's like, no, baby, don't rip it off, baby. Keep it on. This this uh, skip Janetti match is, though, surprisingly captivating in the sense of I would not be tuning in for Inferno and Riot. Well, I think for once, probably since Skip's debut, Janetti's giving making him look decent. Yeah, so that, and I also think it's just nice to see him fighting a wrestler. He's right. not a job guy. Like, we know who he's fighting, and, like, that's, like, just refreshing to me. Or like, him hey. getting jobbed out. Yeah. So, and just seeing, and, like, the... The surprise of Marty Jannetty coming, like it's it's more of a refreshing take than oh Joe Smo's in the ring and skips doing uh, cartwheels Jumping up to the jacks. ring. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Nice German suplex there by Marty gets a two count. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it kind of makes me feel like the if you're going to do this with Skip, that he really shouldn't have had that few with Barry Horowitz because it kind of lessens. You could have done it with Jannetty. Yeah, well, you could potentially lessen the impact of this because it's a casual viewer might be watching saying Skip couldn't beat a guy that hadn't won a match in 15 right. years. Right. And now here's Jannetty. So. Unless he takes the W here over Jannetty as like a... No way. I was, I was sort of thinking that too. No way. Jannetty's uh, on a roll here. Hitting all his signatures. Knee lift. For the cover, one. No. Up next on Nitro, Sergeant Craig Pittman against Kurosawa. Can't wait for that. Yeah, what a shame I'm missing it. Yeah, you're not missing much of anything. Cross I have a confession. Kurosawa, I don't know if I've really seen him before, but I really like him now. Oh, my Lord. I liked him. (sighs) And maybe that's because... And I, I told you guys before, I, I've already watched this episode of Nitro, um, but I, I multitask during it. Generally, I, I take notes and I focus on it more. So maybe that's why I enjoyed him so much. But uh, On Raw, Skip just went up and over the top rope to the floor here as he's getting pulled back in the hard way, but lands on Marty for a near count. I think I think Sonny tripped Janetti. Yeah, to kind of start the chain there. Yeah. No, Janetti countering a backdrop with a standing like famouser type of thing here. Yep. He's done that before. Yeah, but I don't know the name of it. It's not the rocker dropper, is it? No, because this is the rocker dropper. The fist? Coming off the top, yeah. One, two. Oh, shit. Janetti wins clean in the middle. In the middle, clean. It's not not surprised by that. I I wouldn't be surprised if v- sooner rather than later they start peeling Sunny away from Skip. Yeah, I think by the end of the year. 
I think they know where the money is, and that's the problem. Well, I mean, you could tell during the match they the camera constantly went over to her. And the, that's what in I'm the saying. major angle that's replayed is the hug. Right. You know, not any of Skip's offense. No. Uh, we're going backstage here with Gorilla, Cornette, and uh, Doc Hendricks. This is from In Your House that so we saw the backstage little argument between the Cornette and, and Gorilla. Where Gorilla was like, yeah, I guess Bulldog can be the tag champion tonight. That's fine. For one night only, Bulldog would be the tag champ with Yokozuna. They've now explained this about three times on the show. No, I guess we haven't seen Clarence Mason yet, but we'll see fucking plenty of them the next couple of years. So that should be just great. Yes, we will. I think from what now till 97 at the mm-hmm. latest. Mm-hmm. Mr. Monsoon. He's so animated. I love it. So what is he saying here? That it's legal or whatever? What happened? He's, a, he's saying, Monsoon, didn't you say that Bulldog was a tag champion? He's like, yeah. Well, well, he beat Owen Hart, and Owen Hart wasn't the tag team champion. So he pinned a guy that wasn't involved in the match. So how could he be champion? <laughs> Cornette's thrilled. And Gorilla Monsoon goes, however. Here we go. See, now they're going to have to defend the titles. I like this pairing of Clarence Mason and Cornette. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's pretty funny. I like I it. Get, I get a Johnny Cochran vibe from uh, Clarence Mason. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they're going for. Yeah. So here we are now back to the arena. <clears throat> Owen Hart and Yokozuna will be defending the titles. Is it possible? Is it possible that Yokozuna has gained more weight since last night at In Your House? Here's oh. the thing. Here's the thing. If you've noticed, specifically in his boobs... <laughs> he's lost definition almost completely. That's 100% true. I feel like you're bullying him, and that's just not appropriate. Well, that's okay, because it looks like Jim Cornette's got a full diaper on underneath his suit. Always. Okay. Yeah. We're just bullying people for the sake of bullying people now. Here we go. Doc Hendricks with some fucking broad with the triple header t-shirt hey, on. You... You want this triple header shirt, guys? So here we go. We got a bargain for you. It's $3 because no one even ordered the show, and now the main event didn't even matter because, well, the champions are the champions again. So go ahead. Four superstars, three championships, two teams, one match. It's your last chance to get it. 20 bucks. I bet you that the uh, the warehouse has like a fucking box of every single in your house t-shirt ever. 100%. No doubt about it. I would buy those in a heartbeat. Yoko's got some weird like elbow pad and wrist pad on. I don't know what's going on there. Wow. Guys, still to come. Yeah, Bulldog and Undertaker. Get ready. Yoko doesn't look like a star. I'll tell you that. Not anymore. No, he looks like this guy is a high school gym wrestler. 
Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're in Grand Rapids, Michigan for Raw. I don't know if oh. I'm pointing that out. Thanks for telling us 30 minutes in, Bob. Hey. Guys, we're I not 30 I minutes said in. We're, 50, I... we're 16 minutes in, asshole. Okay? Well, that's halfway through the show because in my mind, that's uh, 30 minutes. Because if you put in the commercials, I mean. Yeah, but are there commercials on the network? No. No, because there's not. Exactly. Guys, don't worry. We're flashing back to fucking WrestleMania 11. We Why need not? a friendly reminder of what happened back in April. Why? Because these guys have only wrestled on TV three times? Yeah. <laughs> Since WrestleMania fucking 11? Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, Billy and Bart better fucking win here. Yeah, okay. Another Come on. I'd be fine with it because the team of Owen and Yoko, I'm like way over. I think Owen and Bart should tag up. So it's, it's the tag team name of Bart Hart. <laughs> Bart Hart. Yeah. Oh boy. No, no, not a fan. Hmm. Hard pass. Sounds like something you'd book in fantasy, Bob. Uh, anyway, we got <laughs> these two guys coming in here. Billy's coming in to take over on Owen. Uh Owen does the job. I yeah, think. you know, hey, hey, Austin, how's your fantasy ECW booking going, huh? Uh, well, I I looked at it like a couple of months back, and I was like, oh, I should really get into this, and then I didn't get into it. Yeah, a well, couple I, of I, months. I uh, I hit them all on wrestlingrecaps.com, so they're not even published published anymore because you don't. No, update that's it. fine. Yeah, that's fine. Wow, we're di- we're digging deep tonight. And hey, speaking of wrestlingrecaps.com, I have it open right now on my screen. It's a great resource for all. Your favorite wrestling reviews. Dallas is a kiss ass. It's actually true. I do have it open on my screen, and I've mentioned before, I don't just kiss Bob's ass because I do reference his website all the time. That's good. Bob needs to write more articles on there, like opinion pieces or like stories. Yeah, I want to hear Bob's shit opinion on wrestling. I do. My shit opinion? Yeah, I want to hear it. What do you mean my shit opinion? I want to hear your shit opinion. Like, I like when Bob writes about When you say Sean shit O'Hare. opinion, you're saying that I don't have a good opinion on something. No. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I like when Bob writes articles about Sean O'Hare because nobody else fucking writes articles about Sean O'Hare. Uh, it was Mark Jindrak. Okay, well, I like that. All right. And I was actually thinking about writing one on Sean O'Hare about his I... seven sins of whatever. Yeah, you definitely should. I fucking. There. Sean O'Hare is awesome. We're getting a picture-in-picture here. Sean and uh, Diesel are watching on a computer screen backstage. As if they'd be scouting this match out of all of them. Well, yeah, they're in the tag team division now. Well, yeah, they already booked themselves to win, though, so it doesn't matter. Oh, Oh, Bulldog here by Billy. He's like, yeah, look at me. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yoda's getting pumped. I like Billy because of that. He's the only one who shows fucking charisma on that team. Any real emotion here. Billy with the crucifix, but then gets Somo and dropped and Ugh. dead. I thought he was still going for like the crucifix pin, and I thought Yoko just slammed down on him. <laughs> I was like, shit. He was like, fuck you, I'm not taking a crucifix. Yeah. Owen's putting the boots to Billy on the outside, and you know what? Shout out to Billy Gunn just for being cool. Like, Billy, Dun- Billy Gunn's cool. He yeah, does yeah. our opening. He's a cool guy to meet. He's just cool. Yeah, did you know that he actually does the opening every week? It's not a recording. I have to hit him up, and he does one uh, every time. Oh. Have you been switching it still or just using Billy Guns? 
You might switch it. Oh. Yeah. I'd hope so. It seems like every time I listen, it's Billy Gunn. Well, maybe every time I use this Billy Gunn. Well. There's what? I have like three of them, right? There's Billy, there's Papa Shango, and uh, Scotty Steiner. Yeah. Yeah. So I basically just go to the first one I see. And last time I checked, Billy Gunn alphabetically is the first one that I would see. So mm. Okay. It's, I click him. How the well, fuck I guess... is Sergeant Craig Pittman and Kurosawa still happening right now? I don't know, because Kurosawa's nuts. Mm. Kurosawa is what is uh, to me is what like Meng should have been. Like he's like he's like a cool like flighty guy, and Meng is like oh he probably should have just been a bodyguard still. You're literally the only person that likes Kurosawa. Listen, I'm just saying maybe Ooh. like I said it could have been because I was paying half attention. I'm gonna I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll watch more, and I will fully decide, but I dig it. Owen just did an insecurity to Billy, and then do we just go to our third commercial break in this match on Raw? Yeah, and they keep breaking at really bad times. Yeah, it's really weird. Oh. Like, it's in the middle of action. Yeah, it's like not in the rest spot or something. Owen the going to the top here. Oh, crossbody, but he turns him over. Holy shit. Oh, Almost I the thought three Billy's count. gonna win that. I so did I. Come on, tag in fucking Bart. Your shark gun. Come on, Billy. Billy, tag me in, oh, Billy. Oh boy, here comes oh, fucking boy. Yoko. Wishbone. Fum, it's Yokozuna. Get ready for the leg drop, buddy, because it's coming. Or like or like the missed elbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shining elbow. Is it just here? Does Yokozuna's thighs look like mem- a memory foam mattress? No, it looks like cottage cheese in a garbage bag. No, guys, you got it wrong. That's where he's hiding the nuts for winter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially on the lower inner thigh. Right. Go get him, Yoko. Right there. There's the nut sack, right? Well, I shouldn't say it like that, but you get the point. Yeah, it's like like a squirrel. Yeah, oh, yeah. Look at him. He's getting ready for hibernation. That's why he's gained so much weight. He's been building the weight up for years, waiting for the moment of hibernation that he's soon going to receive. But unfortunately, that hibernation is six feet under. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Listen, I don't like that he died, but it's a fact. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Yikes. Lord. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, Cornette's got a kiss tie on because you know you kiss his wife and you get over. So yeah, you come in the, the you come in the hot tub, you kiss the wife, you kiss his peep, and then you get out. Dallas, do you think Yokozuna's body is completely just like bones right now, or is there still body fat on him? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wait, I had to think of what the hell you were talking oh! about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it now, buddy. You I'm both, you say... both didn't know what I was talking about. No, no I'm gonna I... say he's probably fully decomposed at this okay. point. It's probably safe to say. Uh, it depends what they injected, but yeah, and it depends who built the casket. If it's Undertaker, he built that shitty. Wood. What if, what if they open up the casket and 
for some reason, like Mustafa Ali just popped out. And he's like, guys, I've been in there for fucking 22 years. What's going on? What? <laughs> hey, over on Nitro, uh, Brian Pillman and Arn Anderson are in the ring. You know, uh, I just want to point out here, Brian Pillman in like 95, 96 WCW is super cool. Oh, my God, dude. <sighs> He, I kind of wish that he st- he stayed in WCW and continued his little crazy gimmick, but well, that was the plan. He fucked it up. Yeah, his his gimmick here being right here in '95 is part of the Horseman. He fits in perfectly. He he plays that, his role perfectly. Yeah. No, yeah, that's literally what was supposed to happen until he was like, "Nah, I'm gonna take the money in the guaranteed deal." Well, it's because he fucked up his foot. Right, and he knew in WCW, like, that was a fucking short list. Well, and the thing, too, is I guess Bischoff put a provision in his contract that was like, you know, your contract's only guaranteed for 90 days. So after right. every three months, I could just say, you're fired. Right. So. Uh, Billy missing a huge leaping leg drop here. Given time for Yokozuna to at least stand the fuck up. And miss a body splash of his own. Uh, yeah, Pillman, 95, 96, 97. 96 is Pillman's best year. Even though he gets hurt and, like, all that other shit, between being in all three companies in one year and just the quality of stuff that he was doing, 96 is a really good Brian Pillman year. Um, I think I, I would say 93. I'm saying character-wise. For the blonde, well, for matches wise, blondes. Oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Ninety two. Character probably. wise, though, in ninety six, Pillman was making big waves. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Bar WCW back in, Saturday yeah. night's gonna be Sting and Johnny B. Bad. Might have to watch that. Backdrop by Bart. This has been a long match. Yeah, yeah. plenty of time. Well, they got to have at least one long match because remember, Undertaker and Bulldog is probably going to be off three minutes. The press slam. Here we go. One. Wait two. a second. No, kick out. The ref basically counted to three as Yokozuna like slowly walked in and <laughs> kicked Bart in the head. I like that. Oh. I like how he slowly he walked over to him. Oh. oh. The guns just sent Owen into Yoko. Now Yoko's sitting in the corner. Guns going for the sidewinder. Yeah, baby. Come on, this is it. They hit it. Bart's got the cover. Oh! Oh. Yoko just splashed Owen on accident. Dude, they're gonna lose. Oh, fuck yeah, (laughs) dude. That's good. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Dude, the crowd just went nuts for that. Well, here comes Sean and Diesel to steal the spotlight, because that's what they do. That was a good finish. That was a good finish, too. Yeah, that was a good match. Look at Billy and Barry. They actually win a match. And the crowd's totally for it. They're not like, what the fuck? And they won that without any bullshit, too. That's a huge that's a huge win for the guns. Absolutely. To be oh, man, hard. that couldn't have been better. Shit, yeah. 
It gets the it gets Owen and Yoko out out of here. It removes fucking the two main champions out of there, which is like what needed to happen. And yeah. the guns were way overdue. Absolutely. I like that a lot. <clears throat> Shit, yeah, that. Well, if you were to switch over to Nitro after that uh, climax of a match, you'd be seeing a new climax. And Randy Savage coming out for his match against Kevin Sullivan. Now, next week on Raw, it looks like Jean-Pierre Lafitte is going to wrestle Bret Hart for the second time. Great. I'm down for that. I am too, but then it makes you wonder why would I buy in your house? That's, You're what not gonna. About, that's what I just was about to say. Also, we're getting one, two, three kid Razor Ramon next week. So next week's what? already pretty stacked. Holy fuck. Who's Look, Sean Earl, Earl Hebner just came in the ring and said, hey, guys, you need to get the fuck out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, you're taking up TV time, boys. <laughs> we're, we're live, guys. We, we got to get going. Um, I was going to make the note here that I think is interesting is that I can't remember if it was last week on Nitro. I think it might have been or the week before. They also crowned new tag team champions on Nitro. Right. So I don't know if that's oh, a response yeah. in them yeah. turning live here on Raw. And they're like, hey, we are gonna we can be unexpected too. watch tag yeah. team champions to switch. Because uh, what the American males beat uh, Harlan Heat. Yeah. Who also that was the night after Fall Brawl. Fall Brawl, when they just won it that night as well. So, not the same thing, but fairly fairly similar, you could say. Uh, just just announced here, we got Undertaker taking on Mabel at the next In Your House. Uh, also, the debut of Gold Dust here, as told by Doc Hendricks. See, so why, do, why is Mabel fighting Undertaker? See, this is what I mean. We're the first, at least give us till next week. God damn it. So it's going to be Diesel in the British Bulldog in your house on October 22nd. Well, here's your British Bulldog shot at the title match, Bob. Yeah, it's a little early. I would have waited. Sean versus Dean Douglas. For the IC strap, right? What the fuck? I, I don't like how they're doing this right now. They haven't even had an interaction. Nothing. Well, I guess when you're when you pin Razor Ramon, you're the number one contender. I don't know. Bulldog in the ring now, making his entrance around Gorilla Monsoon and Doc Hendricks. This is the main event of Raw, right? Yeah. Yes. So it's got to be. So we're at 30, 30 minutes and forty six seconds. There's no way that this is going four minutes. No, I guess not. Then, huh? Yeah, maybe you guys should listen to me next time when I say it's going to go like 12 minutes. Well, you might be right about that now. I was right about it from the beginning. I don't know. I think we're going to get some bullshit to close out Raw. I don't think this match will close us out. I think Bulldog's going to beat him clean. One, two, three. I fucking... I would love that. That's what I would do. If you're going to have him challenge Diesel in your house, you might as well win clean. I'd love it. I was just about to say, how can how can either one of these guys lose this match right now when they're both going into well, I mean, versus Mabel isn't much of a yeah, Undertaker's fighting Mabel. match, but you know what I mean, like the Undertaker in general. How could you have him lose? But how can you have Bulldog lose when you just announced him for the title? Bulldog has to win this match, right? That's what I think. 
<clears throat> Meanwhile, I, sad I still don't buy into Undertaker, right. by the way. You still don't what? I'm still not buying into Undertaker yet. You don't have creativity. Right. You don't think outside the box. It's a dead man. I think the Amazon guy just pulled up to my house. Oh, yeah. They don't make you sign for anything, do they? Depends what it is. See if is, we it, uh, is it that flashlight that you told me you were buying? Let's see if we hear a doorbell. Yeah, it really depends what you bought. I think that's that flashlight he was talking about. Savage oh, on door- Nitro. Elbow drops Zodiac. He's not in the match. Oh, shit. Here comes the giant. Oh, no. Oh, he rings it and goes. He walks away. That's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hate that. Well, in my in my apartment, they knock, and I'm like, do I have to get up? And then you can hear the other the door shut on their way out. And I was like, okay, I'll go in a minute. <laughs> I look through my peephole, and if they ain't there, then I'm good. Yeah. Huh. Okay, well, hopefully he dropped off whatever he needed to, and it's like, it wasn't like, oh, well, fuck it. Nah, if he rang and walked away, you're good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bulldog here. He's in our long tights, which we like. Which we uh, which we like. It's the white ones with the uh, blue and red wording on the side. Yeah. So if he shits his pants from old school right now, he's in a lot of trouble. Well, I'll tell you what. White is a very brave color for anybody. What the fuck? Why did Frankie Lancaster come out on Nitro to save Randy Savage? Well, because if you notice here, is what the fuck is Mark Starr doing? Because the, the giant has to kill someone. So here he goes. Ready? Uh, bam. As the Undertaker big boots the British Bulldog. <laughs> and now here comes my favorite, Bob. If you'll take a peek over there quick again. Oh, yeah. Your favorite hog. Fucking Alex Wright. Okay. a whole. It's not all about the hog, it's ger- man. It's a German Coney. Fucking Alex Wright. Great. Yeah. German Coney, he says. Oh, he's humping him. He's got a big hog. <laughs> Bulldog clotheslines Undertaker over the top of Lanza. Oh, but no, no, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh Cornette was Cornet. coming up with a fucking racket, and Undertaker immediately snatched him by the throat, and the racket went flying up and hit Cornette in the head. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Look at the arena they're in. What is this? Did you see the little stage? It's all darkened out. Yeah, I think I noticed it. Probably like an auditorium. Why wouldn't you just come out from over there? What the fuck? Bulldog back in the ring here, taunting to the crowd, saying that he's fresh as a daisy while Undertaker holds his legs on the outside. He uh, got chop blocked on the floor there. I love how the people above me in my apartment here are moving around their entire apartment at 722 at night. Dude, don't be jealous. You gotta do what you gotta do. No, I'm gonna fucking be like that the guy on Friends and get my broom and start banging the top of my uh, banging my ceiling. Oh, look at this! Oh, great, Mabel. Where? Did, wait, why is his hair not poofed up? He probably took a shower. He looks like the Venom symbiote stuck to the top of his head and it's starting to take over. Bulldog working over the knee here is the British Bulldog. 
Oh no, 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 Dallas, you lied. I lied, I guess. Well, that's Waylon Mercy right there. No. Okay, I lied, I guess. He doesn't no. wrestle on Raw anymore. Why did they show him? Damn it. Bulldog's putting the boots to Undertaker here. Undertaker hasn't done shit in a couple of minutes. Yeah, he's single, got a single leg Boston, leg. yeah, Boston Crab. This is a stronger main event than the main event we're getting on the competition. I'll tell you that right now. Sure is. Undertaker really feigning that, uh, that leg injury there, really uh, favoring that knee. Go get him, Bulldog. Pin him right now. Power slam. Okay. Over the shoulder. Is he going to hit it? No. Taylor counters with a side or a back suplex. <laughs> the ref tripped over Bulldog who was selling the back suplex. <laughs> Fucking Earl. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Come on, Taker. How does a dead man feel any pain? I don't get it. Well, you're just not creative. <laughs> wow. You prick. That is the most offensive thing you've ever said to me. In my life. Yeah, get racked, buddy. I think yeah. I think the most offensive thing I've ever said to Bob was earlier when I said I want to read his shit opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think the worst thing I ever said to Dallas was like when I'd make fun of him when he gained like forty five pounds and he <laughs> and last episode really awful uh, <laughs> physically for like probably two and a half years. <laughs> Dude, it was just a little loaf of bread. Give him a break. Yeah, can you leave me alone? I was just a little <laughs> overinflated for a little bit of time. He was pregnant with a little alien. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I know the worst thing I pile driver. The worst thing I ever said to Austin wasn't even words. It's when I I didn't go to the pizza place for his birthday. You're such an asshole for that. (laughs) You did that on purpose. You were probably having pizza at your house. And like, oh, I don't want to hang out with him today. Yeah, probably. He probably made four DiGiorno pizzas and 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 like a, a bag of pizza rolls and put them on top. No, he probably ordered pizza from the same place we were gonna go to and had like Joe Sweet over. Yeah, probably. And it's like, no, dude. Sorry, I was sleeping. I believe it. And you know, it's probably that night that made Joe delete you off Facebook and then say that you deleted him off Facebook. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because I would actively go out of my way to do that. As The Undertaker continues to no-sell everything Bulldog is doing, it just sits up. As if Bob really gave a flying fuck. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh-oh. Whatever. Oh, is he gonna choke slam him? Oof. Yeah. Oh, that was a hard one too. Went down. Oh, low. come on, don't pin him. I feel doing? like the camera is like coming out for something. Is it panning outward? Undertaker stalling for something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he definitely maybe. is. He'll be stalling. Yeah, it is. The crowd's going because here comes King Mabel. He took wicked long. Way to too long. I think he missed long. his cue. 
The ref's oh. calling for the bell here. We just got a belly to belly by Mabel. After a knee lift here by uh, Bulldog from behind. Oh, my Lord. As Meng just destroyed Lex Luger with a gut wrench, gut buster thing. I don't know what that was about. Bulldog Bernie Power Slam. Yes. Power Slam. Leg drop by Mabel to polish him off. Will we get a face save here? Is this going to be it? Yeah, no, it's fucking Mike Kyoto. Oh, Sean and Diesel, here they come, as oh, if they cool. haven't been on screen enough this week. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo! Sean you can never Diesel. have. You can never have too much of them. You can never have a main event without them. Right. Uh, we got about six minutes left on Raw here. That's a lot longer than it feels like we should have for what's going on. Well, that's why I had a feeling there'd be some bullshit going on. Owen Hart's ringside. Former tag champ. Uh, the guns are running down. Are we getting Current a tag champ. into what might happen at Survivor Series? I was just going to say, that's uh, what I was going to say. They're so what went barefoot. Smoking guns. Uh, I think they just got out of the shower. Do they have little soap on them? Together? Yeah. Well, they don't, they don't have shoes on. I feel like they have soap on each other. The broke back guns, baby. Undertaker's still laying unconscious as if he got uh, shot with a fucking buckshot shotgun. It's, it's coming. Oh. I thought this was going to be something more exciting. Yeah, you kidding? No, dude. It's WrestleMania uh, 11, which is just the greatest time of my life to watch that show. I will never turn on WrestleMania 11 again in my life. Yeah, I won't either. I actively avoid WrestleMania 11, actually. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. We're getting this, uh, basically, recap video of WrestleMania, and, you know, that almost happened a year ago at this point. WrestleMania the special, Saturday night at 11 o'clock. We're going on month six since that happened. Uh... Undertaker finally up here. We got the guns, Undertaker, Paul Bearer, and uh, two dudes with attitude standing in the ring. I like how the guns are barefoot. They're out of the shower. I'm telling you they have soap on themselves. I think they did. Well, if you look, Bart's gun pan, Bart Gun's pants are undone, too, I think. Him and Billy switched. Yeah. Now, interesting note is uh, there's still wrestling going on on Nitro. Well, on Raw for six minutes, we're standing in the ring. Is Undertaker going to shake hands? He just did. What the fuck? Look at, look at him. Shaking hands with Shawn Michaels? Get the fuck out of here. What the hell was that about? Undertaker never shake hands. Good job. Smoke. Wait, we just came back from commercial Same. for that, and now we're going back to commercial. Either sexy boy. <laughs> Wait, I want to be your boy. Toy. Uh, by the way, we just went to commercial and came back, and now Sean and Diesel are making their entrance to the ring. <laughs> yeah, they're playing to the crowd. Vince is dancing a commentary. Oh, Lord. Wait, is Sean about to whip it out? I, uh, I think that's why they cut away from it, probably. I'll Meanwhile, Meng just beat Legs Luger by hitting him with a spike. 
So that's a thing. They, uh, Sean and Diesel got a friggin' real easy payday tonight, buddy. Yeah, here's a reminder of one, two, three kid counting a three for Razor Ramon despite not being a referee. And then Razor was like, What the fuck, man? Get out of here. And he's like, No, dude, I'm trying to help. Get out of here. Shoved him out. That's called child abuse. And then Dean Douglas got a roll up from behind. And he won the match with a handful of tights. Why does he have to be Dean Douglas? Like, why? Because everybody, everybody who needs was, an occupation. occupation. Who saw Shane Douglas and said, teacher? I didn't. Where is the connection? It's, it's very simple. He was like I, an English teacher, and then boom. Perfect. No. Are we getting a special interview here? Ooh, next week on Nitro Luger against Savage. And next week if Luger loses, he he's leaving WCW. Okay, well we know who's winning that then. What the fuck? That's stupid. What a stupid stipulation that is. Well, we got one, two, three kid razor next week, as they just showed. Along with Brett and Lafitte. All right, this this end of Raw for six minutes of this bullshit, this is ridiculous. I, I just don't know what the point is. I think it they ca- miss. I think they mistimed it. Well, it's really like killed the the mood of Raw for me because like I was enjoying it a, a pretty decent amount until this last chunk, and it's like, what are you doing? Do an interview or at least. They definitely mistimed it. Diesel feels like such a fucking jabroni. Like, Sean's the star. And it's like, why is Diesel even out there? He definitely overshadows him. There's no doubt. Oh, my God. Not even close to comparable. So now we're getting highlights, which, honestly, if they were doing this, I probably wouldn't even be complaining as bad as just Sean and Diesel just keep celebrating in the ring for no reason. For literally no reason. Yeah, just to be on Raw at the end of the show. Oh, there's that. Well, that wraps up uh, September 25th. I thought that was a good show for Ron. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. It was. And, I mean, I know, like I said, I only half paid attention to Nitro, and I just watched it again along. But I got to say, I think Raw had the better show this week, for sure. I agree. Absolutely. Um, I did. I Well, I loved the surprise of Marty Jannetty in the beginning. Uh, I think he gave Skip probably the best match Skip's had on Raw this far. At least most credible, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, tag team match was surprisingly good, especially with like an unstimulated, unmotivated Yokozuna and Owen Hart. Um, so that was pretty good. And then to put him over clean champions, uh, yep, sign me up for that. That's exactly where we need to be going for 95. Um, and it, like I said, it breaks off the own Yoko thing, hopefully. Um, at least sometime soon, kind of phasing Yoko out, most likely. And get Sean and Diesel away from the title scene, which is definitely what needed to happen. Um, and I'll tell you what, the main event wasn't too bad either. I think it's silly to go in booking Bulldog against Undertaker. Like Dallas said, neither guy can really lose the match. Um, 
And then to have Undertaker shake everybody's hand at the end and stuff is almost as cringeworthy as Undertaker opening his coat to show the American flag. Like or, it's what pretty about close he, to that. What about when he was there for the the poem? Right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Um again it, that's, that's just a weird character development thing because he doesn't do that. He doesn't shake other dudes' hands like, yeah, all right, we're cool. And that's the thing. Well, yeah. It's, it's just I think that's one of the reasons for me right now why I can't get behind Undertaker because there's been so much just bullshit ass mixed signals between the guy in the sub shop talking about nine foot sub sandwiches and seeing Undertaker carry one mm. to shaking hands, the dying and coming back to life as a ghost to Undertaker versus Undertaker. Like there's just been a lot of bad shit. And then it's like, well, okay, at least Undertaker has good matches, except he doesn't because all of his opponents fucking suck. So, like, anything Undertaker up to this point, for me at least, I couldn't care less about. Um, but they came up with a little creative way, I guess, to, to get a finish there for him and Bulldog. Glad that Bulldog didn't just get fucking squashed because, again, now he's going in to face Diesel as Bob kind of foreshadowed last week. Um, so I guess we'll see. It's probably just going to be a notch on Diesel's belt at this point, which sucks because would I like to see, or could I see a Bulldog as champion? Yeah, sure. Maybe not yet, but uh, within the next couple of months, absolutely, if they kept building him. Um, so yeah, all in all, I think uh, not a bad week of Raw, especially going up against Nitro this week live. And I'll tell you what, they kind of, had me buy in for next week. We got two big matches, arguably bigger matches than we've had even on the last pay-per-view between the rematch with Lafitte, which again was voted the best match of the fucking night for the pay-per-view and a a Ramon one, two, three kid match, which is a, you know, been promoted as a big match. So I think all things considered, we're in a good spot for WWF coming out of this show. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. I do think that this is kind of what the show we needed after this pay-per-view. So I think, and with next week's matches, I think, it, as Austin said, I mean, they're strong matches to get you to want to watch Raw. So, I don't know. I think maybe Austin was right. Maybe we got that upward swing. We'll see. I don't want to hold my breath too much and and get too excited, because if we get too excited, then we know what's going to happen. So I I think it looks promising, though. As far as next week goes, and and yeah, this was a good, this was a good raw, especially to go up against uh, Nitro live at the same time. Yeah, I thought that this raw was a bre- a, a fresh breath. Yes, you know, it, we needed. It's been probably at least five months since we've had an overall good raw. We've had one decent one as of late within the last month or so, but realistically, action wise and like progression wise, 100% agree with you. I think my one gripe, if I had to say one thing, is them giving away half the in your house card the day after the last in your house. Why? Why? Yeah. Don't do that. I'm not going to be like, oh, guys, oh my God, mom and dad, I need to buy it now. Like Especially because the matches haven't even really, they're, they're not even teased yet. That, oh, that might happen. Look, here's an interaction. 
Like there hasn't even been an interaction. Yeah, that's it's a mistake. If you had, you could have still had Mabel come out ringside and everything without having the match announced and been like, oh, I see where this could probably go. I guess you know. Or at least, you, yeah. Or if you're gonna do that this show, hey, there's six minutes at the end of the show that we didn't fucking use. Hey, why not announce live here right now after what we just saw and what transpired? It's gonna be you know Mabel Undertaker and then Mabel give us a heated heel promo to close us out or something instead yeah. of saying it and then doing it it's like and, and not only saying it but gorilla monsoon saying it like during british bulldogs entrance way to make the number one contender look real good that you have to make in your house announcements during his entrance and yeah. not only that the camera didn't even follow bulldog exactly the camera stayed on the interview and bulldog literally had to like Shimmy his way around yeah. and like go by and then you don't see bulldog again until his entrance is over so that's yeah. bullshit i i'll take todd over that shit any day yeah right. right even though sometimes those get annoying i'll take those over that any day right. well i don't like doc hendrix at all anyway right so that's not helping no i mean at least todd makes it even if it's cringy it's still like passable it's like good cringy though. That's yeah. like, oh, okay. Like I well, see what he's doing. Yeah, and I think the difference between Todd and Doc is is that you can tell Doc's faking excitement to whereas Todd's faking it, but you could probably believe that that fucking nerd is really that excited for the show. Yeah, so so could I. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit more believable. Um but yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I did think that was stupid. Uh, they definitely need to get rid of the announcing the whole card uh, the night after the previous fucking pay-per-view card. Um, and yeah, man, the Bulldog thing. Jeez, that was bullshit that they did that to him. But, but uh, yeah. That's something know. we need to get over after this next in your house or something. Like we need Yeah. To- they need to stop that, like, ASAP. Yeah. Because now we're going to sit here for what? What is it? Four or five weeks? I don't even know how long it is. And we're going to sit here and be like, okay, well, we know the card. This is cool. At least we, we'd have something to look forward to if they were going to announce the the matches as we, you know, get closer to the actual paper. I don't, I don't like announcing the matches before setting up the angles because when you're exactly because now because now you're waiting for it you're waiting for the angle to develop to justify the match happening but and, when you already know it's happening you're just there goes a sense of surprise and then well, you're yeah and, and when then the angle doesn't happen and then there's just a match as we just saw and in your house three everyone's like uh uh like yeah. what's going on well here's the thing what it is is them putting the cart before the horse it's like you're doing shit out of order. It's like it's like putting your shoe on and then putting your sock over your shoe. Yeah. <laughs> you're fucked. Like you're you're wasting your time. And and the problem that I have with it for the most part is not only, you know, the usually the angles feel totally contrived and like just needless at that point because you've already told us what's gonna happen. Half the time, I feel like they don't even need to do it, kind of like what Dallas was saying. So it makes lazy booking even lazier. Oh, why is this match happening? Because we told you it is four weeks ago. That's the only reason it's happening. Because we told you it is. 
Yep. Not because there's a feud or a, a, something that needs to be resolved between the two guys or the two teams. Literally just because we told you it's a match, that's why it's a match. What? This is weekly TV, dude. You got weekly viewers that you need to talk into staying on your channel or otherwise they're switching. You don't have you can't be fucking around like that anymore. It's not like, oh, if they leave, where are they going to go? It's, oh, if they leave, will they come back? Well, keep this shit up, and the answer's probably going to be no. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it was a great week of Raw, but there's definitely some chinks in the art, you know, that need to be ironed out moving into 96. Like Dallas said, that shit needs to stop by the next pay-per-view, if not sooner. Doing dumb shit like that, giving the whole card away. And not building angles or, or putting anth- anything into it. Yeah. So bad. No, I, I agree. Um, I agree with that. I mean, I, I just. I mean, I get I get the diesel bulldog deal, but like what you said with Sean and, and Dean, there's no interaction there to justify other than Dean, I guess, beating Ramon to potentially be the number one contender. Yeah, but not even like it's, that's not, you can't even consider that indirect, dude. There is nothing linking that. Nothing. Yeah. Like, why does Shawn Michaels even know who Dean Douglas is? Realistically in kayfabe on the show. There'd be no way mm-hmm. that he would even care. Who I don't, is. I don't even think Dean Douglas is necessarily graded one of his matches at all like i don't even think anything has happened no nothing nothing so you can't even we can't even pull that one out of our ass like we had to with razor ramon so yeah yeah, i don't know we'll see what happens and does dean douglas really feel a viable threat to Shawn michaels's ic championship no no absolutely not (laughs) well i mean who knows maybe that will change over the next uh what, three weeks or so? Well, it better, because that's what they told us is going to happen. Well, yeah. They're setting themselves up for failure. You you get this idea in your head, and it's like, okay, this is what they could do for an angle for the next couple weeks. They ain't going to do that. Right. It could be good. You could be interested in it. But they're not going to put that much effort in. Yeah. Well, that's been their weakness for the whole year is inability of developing, you know, a worthwhile storyline. I would even say it plagued a lot of last year, too. Well, yeah, the Owen Brett stuff carried it for the year. Yeah, but like that. Yeah, that's it. I mean, but even here in 95, there's really even nothing. Well, and you know what it is? I don't even think they're able to start stuff. They can start a feud, right? And they can sprinkle in moments. But as far as, you know, strategic weekly booking into an exciting, plausible blow-off or finish, it just doesn't happen. Either shit unravels and it goes into different stories and then you don't get a conclusion and then they have a match on Raw fucking seven months later. Or you get like a rushed conclusion, turning a guy a different way where he doesn't fit and like gas pedaling him to where it's like nobody even gives a shit anymore. 
It's just the execution is so flawed when it comes to like long term or even, you know, mid term booking. I think I know what the problem is. They're essentially writing a month's worth of storylines in a week because of the way that they're taping it. So they're able to do that one first, you know, great, intriguing angle or moment, similar to a 93 where, you know, they do like with uh, Perfect and Shawn Michaels, you know, they, they brawled on the street. Right. But then like nothing happened for right. two and a half months. It's kind of the same thing here. Where they might start off with like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then because they've had to tape for a month, their TV for a month, they can't really follow up with it. Yeah, they'd like fall off the wagon a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I can think of a couple instances in 93. The Savage Crush stuff was like must-see, what the fuck's going on, Randy Savage yeah. is a maniac. Um, like you said, the perfect Shawn Michaels stuff, the Sherry Martel Luna Vachon stuff was awesome. Um, there was a couple of times where it was like, you didn't know what was going to happen. This is raw. Anything's possible. And for 93, you kind of believed it. I don't feel that way anymore. And I haven't in a long time. Everything feels pretty laid out. If not months in advance, for sure weeks in advance. And that's what's hurting the show. I think you're exactly right, Bob. Everything's so far in the can. It's exactly that. It's it's canned product. Yeah, and then I mean, so after today, after this this week's episode, they don't have really anything new. So everything's everything's taped until the night after in your house. Right. Yeah, Just that's not just that's to give context. Right. Yeah, that's not good. No. So I think that's really important. Meanwhile, Nitro is always live and able to adapt and change things. If something were to happen even on house shows, they can't adjust it on television because it's been taped so far in advance. So, Well, they're still just playing it so safe as if nothing else is going on. You know, no WCW. No rumblings in Philadelphia. It's just, oh, nothing's going on. We're good. Just keep our schedule. You know, nothing's changing. Nothing's happening. Um, it's like, I can remember specifically, because this jumps out to me, like school, right? It'd be like grilled cheese and tomato soup day. Mm-hmm. And you never got a full can of tomato soup. You got... You know, an eighth of a can, and the rest was just water. That's what raw is. Raw's a tomato soup that's an eighth of a can of tomato soup, and the rest is water filler. And they're just trying to make you live off that. Like, oh, at least it kind of tastes tomato-y. Just dip the grilled cheese in it. Yeah, it's hard, and it's been sitting around a while. But, like, that's all you need. It's just school lunch. It's just Monday Night Raw. It doesn't matter. When WCW's over there giving you the entire can of fucking soup, fucking gourmet grilled cheese, yo, eat this shit. You never even tasted it before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hogan's here, but like, he ain't at lunch today, so you'll like everything else. For the most part. 
Yeah. And and we're eating water fucking tomato soup. But it's changing, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I said it after fucking in your house. This was a good episode of Raw. Will next week be good? Will it deliver? I'm always let down, so fucking probably not. But the best news of all is that regardless if next week is a full can of tomato soup or the watery version, everybody listening will be here for it. Yeah, you know what? That's the best part. Yeah, and if you watch the watery tomato soup version of uh, Raw, I'll be watching the pizza lunchable version of Nitro. The pizza lunchable. <laughs> well, it'll get there, but I don't think it's quite there yet. No, probably not. Uh, Tails, do you have anything that you want to use an analogy in, involving uh, lunch food? I don't. Can no, really Bob, I'm good. Pizza? I don't think I have anything else to say. I think I'm good. Okay, Jesus great. Christ. <laughs> I'm out. Close this shit. <laughs> no, do you have anything or no? No, fuck you. I of can't course. wait for next week for your shit opinions on next week's episode of Wow, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's it. You know what? I'm I'm deleting WrestlingRecaps.com. I'm over it. No, wait, don't. Ten years of my life, I'm throwing it away. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> That was it. All right. Well, yeah. if uh, if you guys have no more input, uh, I mean, Dallas has said about eight sentences this whole show. Oh, that's uh, not. We'll true. see you next Thank week. For, we'll see you next week for the October second, nineteen ninety five edition of Monday Night Raw. Or if maybe other people are watching Nitro, we'll see you then. For Austin Skinner and for Dallas Green, I'm Bob Conn Jr. And this has been Ico Pod. You got it.